Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks on this 67th podcast. Today we're going to be speaking about contentment. And I'll tell you folks, if we could be content with where we're at, if we can trust God in this idea of contentment, if we can realize we have it pretty good, man, life would be easy. And I, you know, when I go to my doctor's office, Stephanie, at the uh, Veterans Administration for my annual checkup or whatever the case may be, he has a sign in his office that said, smile, you're better off than 99.8% of the entire world. And I was thinking just how blessed I am this morning as I prepared that. Not only am I better off maybe financially, maybe with food, maybe with uh, life and those choices and those things I've done, maybe all that equals good stuff. But you know what else I'm better off with? Because I've accepted Jesus Christ. And I'm content with his salvation for me. I'm content that I'm going to step to glory with him as my Lord and Savior. Well, I certainly hope this podcast is finding you well. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Doing pretty good, Doug. Yeah, so we're going to start off this morning looking at Proverbs 15 in verse number 16. So we're coming to you from two locations this morning, as we always do. And uh, one that's really cold and, and blustery there in Indiana. Here we are in South Carolina looking at thunderstorms, had a tornado come through last night and hit up the road and things. That's an every other day thing here in May. But I'm looking at this verse, uh, Proverbs chapter 15 and verse number 16, when we talk about contentment and that idea of contentment, I think, Stephanie, is to be happy, to uh, accept what you have, to know that what you have is what God has for you. And I believe that's the idea it's talking about right there is to trust in that and The Bible says, better is little with the fear of the Lord than a great treasure and trouble therewith. So I think the Lord's telling us, you know, if we got a little and we got God, we have all we need. If we have nothing and we have God, we have all we need. That's what, I believe that that's what that verse is talking about. It's not about the state we're in, it's about God, and it's about the state we're going to. So if you're in the largest room in North America right now, and you, you run around this room and you put one little dot, your finger, and you say, this little spot is my life. And this big, huge auditorium doesn't even recognize my eternal life. Eternal life is eternal. It's forever. It's eternity. So it's trusting. It's being content with what we have here. And I've seen some things, Stephanie. I know people that, uh, you know, they go out and they buy a car every year or they they do this. They're never happy with what they have. They're, uh, they're never content. They're never content with uh, different things they have. I think divorce is, uh, is one of those things that come where people just aren't happy or don't realize what they've had. I've had a dozen people tell me in the last year, boy, I messed up when I got divorced or when I did these things is because they don't realize how good they have it. They don't realize to be content with what they have, to be acceptable. Some people always want to 
change folks. Some people always want to change their situation. Some people always want to own the nicest car, live in the nicest house. Uh, some people always want to be, uh, you know, the one talked about having that next toy, doing that next thing. And, 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 you know, we get wound up about it. It becomes something of who we are. It becomes something of uh, what we're living for. And folks, th there couldn't be anything more wrong uh, than just to chase after the things of this world, especially when we have the God of all heaven and all the universe uh, to be able to call on. Well, I came across this poem this morning as I was talking about contentment and doing things, and I came across this poem I want to share with you. I like poetry. Not only do I like Hebrew poetry in the Old Testament, but I like poetry. And uh, this particular poem, it's a children's rhyme, really. It said, said a robin to a sparrow, I should really like to know why these anxious human beings rush about and worry so, so, and worry so. And the sparrow said to the rob, robin, I suppose that it must be that they have no heavenly father such as cares for you and me. And folks, I know that that's a, a, a nursery poem or, or, or a kid poem or something to that effect, but I do know the truth to it. The truth is the birds don't wake up and go to the refrigerator of all their Costco and Sam's Club and Walmart stored items. They, uh, they, don't, uh, they don't worry about what's going on. They just trust in God that day to provide that worm, to provide that fish, to provide whatever it is uh, they're going to eat. They, they trust it. And, you know, we can learn from the simplicity of those birds and sparrows and fowl. You know, they know in all their beauty, uh, they can't. They can't buy a refrigerator and all their beauty and all those things. So to be content in what we're in. And, and I love this verse in Philippians, Stephanie, over in Philippians chapter 4, and mm -hmm. verse 11. It says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am in, therewith be content. And so, uh, you know, speaking of the regard of a need there, speaking of needs, he's saying, whatever I got, I'm content with it. And I think God's word should be where we're at today. Many people live their whole lives wanting something a little better. Many people want their whole lives, you know, they, they, they want their youth back or uh, they want to they be that person before they were injured or hurt or, uh, you know, the stressor that caused PTSD and things of that nature. But God's pretty clear here. He's saying whatever state you're in, be content with that. I can give you eternity. I can share all eternity with you. I can do those things. But so whatsoever shape you're in, that be content. To be content with that. To have content. And folks, we've all been there. We've all sat back and said, man, I wish I had that. Or, man, I wish I had that. And So, Stephanie, as we're cruising along with this idea of contentment, I can't help but think of your situation and the changes that have happened in your life over the last year and a half or so. And how do you find contentment? If you could, uh, you know, you lose your husband, you lose your mission field, you you start at ground zero. Um, I mean, just life is upside down with you. How do you find contentment? Well, I think um, a lot of the key to it comes um, in verse 13 of Philippians 4, um, where Paul in verse 12 says, I know how to be abased, I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And then he ends that little thought with verse 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's powerful there to recognize that we cannot be content in our, in our own strength. 
Yeah. It is impossible when you lose everything, um, when your world falls apart around you. It is impossible in your own strength to be content. That is something that comes through fixing your eyes on Jesus and looking to Jesus and remembering that ultimately he is our joy. He is our strength. He is our all in all. And um, Psalm 37, um, there's a few verses here when I think of contentment um, that come to mind. And, you know, when we're, when we're content, it means we're resting. It means we've, we're trusting. Um, it's the idea of our, our fulfillment is found in, in our Savior and in who he is to us. And that all things, you know, anything good in us comes from him and where he, you know, where he is our life and everything. And um, Psalm 37 has always been a really precious passage to me. But um, verses 4, 5, and 7 are just really go along with this thought and the Lord's used them in my heart and life. But verse four says, delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. And then verse seven says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. And it goes on to say, fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way because of the evil man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. And those verses say to me, you know, delight thyself also in the Lord. Find your contentment in the Lord. Find your joy and your peace and find your smile in the Lord. And as you are content in him, he'll give you the desires of your heart because your, your heart's desires will then be on the same page as his desires. And, um, yes, God's timetable isn't always the same as ours, but where, where we're finding our fulfillment in him and, you know, everything will go through that filter. All of our desires will go through that filter of ultimately our, our fulfillment and joy comes in the Lord and who he is. Commit thy way into the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. As we're content in him, we will commit our way to him. We will trust him with, um, with life, with the direction he has us going in and, um, Verse seven, you know, resting in him and waiting patiently for him. Sometimes, you know, our desires, we want them fulfilled right now. They make, you know, good godly desires, but our timetable isn't always the same. And and God's saying, rest in me, rest in Jehovah and wait patiently for him. That's a part of that contentment is patience. It's a part of just learning to trust him. And, um, I think of so many times, um, Matthew 6 has come to mind in the last 18 months um, where Jesus said, Take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, or yet for your body, what ye shall put on is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? And then um, towards the end of that chapter, um, verse 30, he says, Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, ye, ye of little faith? And then verse 33 says, But see ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And I think as we seek the Lord with our whole heart, 
yeah, we may not have everything in this world we want. We may not have a lot of earthly possessions. Um, but, you know, you can be content with harmless anything. Yeah. Um, I yeah. know I know that was, that was for us. Um, we had to evacuate from Cameroon and leave, you know, 95, 98%. It was more like 98, 99% of everything. Everything we owned was left there um, except for a couple little suitcases and it was okay. Um, it's amazing when, when you just, and I'm not trying to say I have this down because there's still days that I'm asking the Lord what he's doing and, um, having to come back to him and find my contentment in him. But we're just that, that where our dependence is totally on him. And as we are looking to him, he gives that contentment. He gives that all things coming, you know, we can do all things through Christ and where he's our joy and our strength. And um, first, first Thessalonians, um, if I could say, you know, what contentment looks like. Um, there's a few verses in, in Thessalonians that kind of sum it up for me. Um, and I tried to try to think through this list. But Paul said at the end of Thessalonians, um, he said, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and foreign helmet, the hope of salvation, where our faith, love, our hope, everything is found in Christ and who he is and being, you know, being his, I belong to Jesus and knowing that I am his and he is mine. And just that where that relationship brings contentment. And Paul said, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And, you know, it's hard to give thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess what I was going to ask you is, uh, and thank you for going to where you went. I thought that was really good. But now on the contentment, I guess people would be listening to this and say, you know, I get it. Uh, I need to be content with what I have. But what happens when I wake up in that morning and I realize that, you know, my my wife is still in glory, my husband's in glory, the kids are going crazy, the, uh, you know, the bills are a little more than I thought they should be. What do I do then? So I would say to you, Stephanie, what happens when you wake up in that morning? And I know it comes. You wake up every morning with your husband in heaven and uh, the grade eight, which aren't so great sometimes, like every other kid in the world. How do you refocus when that happens? Well, there's some verses in um, Lamentations that, honestly, the morning after Charles was killed, the Lord brought them to mind. And um, I remember Ben and I talking that first morning um, after Charles was killed. And, you know, we knew, you know, we knew life ahead, obviously, was completely the life we had known was over and we didn't even know what the life I had looked like. And, um, you know, I knew I was facing telling all of the kids, their dad was gone and they went from seeing him happy, healthy, walking up to our coworker's house to that was it. That was over. It was done. And, um, it's hard to be content in times like that. It's hard to, Start to say, God, this makes sense, you know, because it makes no sense. And to say, okay, God, this is your will, and I'm going to accept it. 
but there's some verses in Lamentations that the Lord brought to mind. And I actually have um, a couple of them above my bed and I need them. I need that reminder um, at night and in the morning um, of where to stay focused. But they say, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. And just, I think for, I think for me, contentment is summed up in that, where our confident expectation every day, we have to make that choice every day, every morning. It says, you know, his mercies are new every morning. And it's God gives us the grace and the strength we need for every day. And he doesn't ask us to carry the load for tomorrow. So what does it he look says, like? He says, wait on me today. So what does it look like when, how do you get those new mercies every morning? I mean, I guess I'm looking for that practical answer as we wrap up. How do you well, plug think, into them? Yeah. Yeah, you plug in by spending the time with the Lord in prayer um, every morning. Really before I, not only before I even sit up in bed, you know, when that alarm clock goes off, it's like, okay, God, I need your help. And um, if you have scripture, you know, if you can't read your Bible, I have a, a little three-year-old who likes to have mommy at her beck and call as soon as mommy's alarm clock goes off. And um, so there's not, I cannot always first thing when I'm getting up, read my Bible. Um, but if I've been memorizing verses, you know, I have to get to my Bible reading sometimes in the middle of the day or end of the day. It doesn't always happen first thing, but where, you know, I love having verses on my walls, um, trying to have verses that I'm memorizing because his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. And that, that can happen throughout the day through, you know, you can have scripture playing. There's so many ways to fill your heart and your mind with his word because that's what gives us life. His word is life and contentment will come as you are saturated with of Christ and the, that living, you know, Jesus is the living word. John one talks about him being the word and where we are filled with him and who he is and meditating on who he is to us. And I think there's just that constant moment by moment dependence yeah. on, on Jesus and, and living living every moment clinging to him and trusting him for his strength Amen. and enablement yeah. to be content. Yeah, no, that's good. And and it's exactly right. You to get power, you need to plug in the lamp, uh, to get the light to, to come on, you need to plug in the plug to the electricity. And we're the same way as Christians every day. Uh, what Stephanie's saying, you can have lamentation verses and, uh, you can, that's a great thing. You can look at them and read and say, okay, I need to plug in this morning, God. I need to plug mm-hmm. into the power of the Holy Spirit. And I guess that's where we're going. It's it's being content. And it's not only being content when you're young and you're just married and everything's right and things are going. It's being content on the other side of that. And uh, I found this little poem I wanted to end with today. And we remember when we plug in, I'll say that, that this goes with the poem, when we plug in to God's power, when we reach in and hook up to God's power, uh, think about this poem. And it says, Thou art coming to a king, 
large petitions would thee bring, for his grace and power are such, none can ever ask too much. So friends, as we close up today, be content with what you have. You can never ask too much of God. You serve the uh, Most High, the Almighty, the God that can still the sea, the God that can take care of you for eternity, the God that will take care of you for eternity. We, we're just honored to be with you folks this morning. Uh, we're praying for you. Pray for us. Stop by, drop our personal pages on Facebook, a line, go by, help for wounded spirits and drop us a line, say hello. We're, uh, we're glad to be talking with you this morning. We're praying for you. May God bless you. And we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.